The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 249. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Today, I'm talking about a simple formula for stress that I created to help you reframe and handle stress like a pro. So let's dive right in. You know the feeling of stress well. The spike in heart rate, feeling the blood pump through your body, the rush of adrenaline and cortisol. It feels like your body is bracing you for something big because it's anticipating something big is happening. Though, if I'm being honest, I'm not always completely aware of it. At least, not in the moment that it starts rising, not until it hits a certain threshold. Then, suddenly, it jumps into my awareness, like a boulder that drops into the road just in front of me. If you know practically anything about stress, you'll be familiar with the fight-or-flight description we often use to talk about the experience. But the physical signature of stress and its evolutionary description only really scratch the surface of what stress is, why we have it, and what it's doing when it shows up or at least what it's trying to do, which is why I want to dig into it today. I'm going to peel back the curtain and dig much deeper into understanding stress, starting with what I call my stress formula. But before I jump to sharing the formula with you, I want to give you some context so you can understand it clearly and simply. The stress formula explains when stress shows up. It also points to why stress is showing up in a given moment under certain circumstances and helps to frame what stress is trying to do. In other words, stress has a job. The stress formula tells you its title, job description, and clarifies its responsibilities, all of which are critical to understand if you want to really leverage stress and not get swept up by it. So here it is. My stress for formula is the following. Stress equals stakes times strain. The first condition or prerequisite for stress is stakes. When your brain perceives the stakes of a given situation are high, a critical deadline for a pitch or project, picking up your kid from school before they call child protective services on you, a potentially relationship-breaking issue, it will trigger your alertness, like a dog whose ears go up when they detect a potential threat. 
This alertness is one side of stress, almost like a warning beacon. Not always when there's a crisis, not just yet anyways. There's a second side to the conditions for stress, and that is strain. Strain has to do with the level of demand placed on you. When demands are really high, whether there's little time and either a ton to do or a new task you don't have mastery over yet, that strain may go way up. Your brain mentally calculates that you need to operate beyond your typical level. Strain is your brain saying, this is going to take more resources than I allocated for it. And so it adjusts by triggering a bunch of reactions in your brain, in your body, to try to increase your resources and capacity so you can get it done. But that doesn't always matter. Not every higher stakes or higher strain situation will trigger stress. If something will take you a massive effort and be very costly, but there's little to no need or benefit, your brain is more likely to just write it off as not worthwhile. Here's an example of high strain, low stakes. Most of us don't stress about picking up a car to get a Cheeto we dropped that rolled under it. Picking up a car is a massive strain, completely not worth the effort. It's unnecessary, which makes the stakes low. To the point where it's actually ridiculous to consider seriously. In the reverse, when the stakes for something are moderate or high, but you've done it hundreds or thousands of times and it's practically second nature to you, it's not very likely you'll feel a lot of strain. So it's less likely to trigger stress. Think about driving. The stakes and risks of driving are actually pretty high. But if you're like most people, when you drive to work, the market, drop off, and pick up your kids every day, the driving itself isn't really a strain. Though maybe you feel like the time is, especially if you're caught in traffic. But because you're driving all the time, the act of driving itself rarely triggers your stress. In fact, there are situations that we actually enjoy a high-stakes experience because of the way the formula works. When you're watching a game, maybe the upcoming Super Bowl, and your team is playing, you may feel like the stakes are high, but the personal strain may feel like it's actually fairly low. You get to watch and enjoy rather than have to run the plays yourself. In fact, raising the stakes when strain is low or when the strain is external to you, it can actually be really thrilling, which is why some people really enjoy making bets. For some people, that thrill, the higher stakes and low personal strain can even be addicting. I want to come back to a point because it's really important to highlight here. Stress is about our perception of stakes times strain. If someone minimizes their perception of the stakes in a given situation, they may not experience stress. They might wave away a situation even if there's a significant strain present. They have the same mental process as the Cheeto under the car example. In the reverse, when someone mentally experiences the stakes of something as high, but they minimize the perception of the strain, it might actually become an enjoyable or even thrilling experience. Thrill seekers may have something similar to this exact process going on. 
even though something may create a strain, their perceptions before, after, and maybe even during the situation, in other words, how they evaluate and process the strain, may actually be by minimizing it. They may be focusing on those high stakes, and by minimizing the strain, the whole experience becomes much more thrilling and much less stressful. So here are a couple of tactical points that I've really been able to draw from the stress formula that have massively been beneficial to me and my clients. When I'm dealing with stress, I've learned to take a beat, slow down, and ask myself to calculate the actual stakes in the situation and map out the strain, what type of strain, and what will it take to accomplish what needs to be done. Sometimes I'll find that I'm overreacting, that I was perceiving, assuming, or some belief led me to think and react with stress when the situation didn't actually need to call for it. And then I take that as an invitation and opportunity to improve my brain's stress calibrator, my way of processing, perceiving, and responding when a situation comes up. Other times, my brain is completely spot on. And by doing the calculations and mapping out the stakes and the strain, I get to formulating a clear plan and taking intentional premeditated action to deal with it. All of that gets triggered by experiencing stress, no matter how small or how big. The more practice, the more smooth, fast, and automatic it gets. Win-win. I hope the stress formula and how I use it to handle stress for myself and in my clients can help you leverage stress, understand it better, evaluate it better, and even make the most out of it. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.